0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 18, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. The website meant to allow people to sign up for Obamacare is, so far, a disaster. Just as millions of Americans are getting letters telling them that their policies are canceled, the president, with dubious legal authority to do so, says, once again, you can keep your plan if you like it, at least for another year. Peter Suderman is senior editor at Reason Magazine. He comments. He has offered uh, what he's calling an
1: administrative fix. Let's call it an administrative tweak because I'm not sure it really fixes anything. The big announcement from the president was that uh, he is going to uh, uh, allow the federal he's going to allow um, state insurance commissioners to decide whether they want to allow health plans to continue offering Uh, plans that might have otherwise been canceled under the law. He's basically said the federal uh, provisions that exist that are causing these plans to be canceled right now, we're just not going to enforce them next year. And it's – as you said, it's really not clear – or maybe I should say the – it's not that the authority isn't clear. It's that it's very dubious. Um, the authority that he's claiming here is what's called transitionary authority. Basically, the administration has uh, some leeway when it implements laws in terms of getting these laws into place. And so there's, uh, there's, there is real precedent saying that the administration kind of can do more or less what it needs to do within the bounds of the Constitution and as long as it's not violating statute to get laws into place. The issue here is that he's not doing – he's not offering to do what he needs to do to get a law working. He's offering to do something that actually – that doesn't make the law work, that sort of waits on letting the, the law work. And so how the transitionary authority applies, um, like I said, it's it's unclear. It's kind of dubious. Uh, but this is what they're going ahead with anyway.
0: With respect to the insurance companies themselves that had been offering these plans and presumably have canceled them uh, – well, had canceled them. What is the reaction? It seems that these companies, to some degree, have already disinvested uh, their resources from keeping these plans up and running.
1: The short version is that the health insurance industry is not particularly pleased here. Uh, The largest health industry health insurance trade group issued a statement immediately following the president's announcement last week uh, saying that this would destabilize the market and potentially raise premiums for customers within the exchanges. So they're, what they're seeing is that if this plan works as the president has pitched it uh, as working, which is to say that the canceled plans are somehow uncanceled and that large numbers of people get to keep these plans that they that were about to be terminated. Um, if that happens, then the pool of relatively young, relatively healthy people uh, for – purchasing insurance within the new health insurance exchanges Created by Obamacare, that pool becomes uh, that pool becomes smaller and it becomes older and sicker because a lot of the people whose plans are being canceled are on relatively inexpensive plans and there are people who are uh, who are not uh, highly likely to get very sick in a very expensive way and so that creates problems for insurance companies. But here's the other problem: is they now are the targets of uh, of the blame and it's very hard for them to uh, to extend these policies. They have spent months, if not years, preparing for this moment, when the Affordable Care Act's exchanges go into effect, and when many of its new insurance regulations go into effect, programming their computers, uh, setting up their actuarial you know, calculations and, and expectations for what the insurance market will be like. They set all of their premiums, um, for this year, on the expectation that all of these plans that are being terminated now would in fact be terminated, and so this is just a huge business hassle from that for on their part, and it's going to be really hard for them in many cases to uncancel or even extend plans that that are about to be
0: canceled. Now that's because their their pool is also changing in terms of the people who would subscribe to these plans. So uh, the, there's two things. One is that.
1: If they were to do it, if they were to uncancel plans or extend plans, that would change their calculations as far as the risk pool goes. And so it would take healthy and uh, healthy people out of the pool basically. And those people are people that they need to be buying into the exchanges in order to get the right demographic mix of enough healthy people who are effectively subsidizing the unhealthy people. Uh, but then there's just an administrative problem, which is that it takes months to program all of the computers, to uh, set up plans and um, and and revenue streams, uh, and get all of these calculations made for how much do we have to charge each person so that we have enough money to pay our claims and make our two to four percent profit margin. Um, Within you know in our business and so there's an administrative aspect and there's also
0: uh, a risk pool aspect to it. We haven't even talked about the website yet. We have not. So it seemed there were some wise commentators that uh, a year or more ago were saying that this this administration or at least the people they put in charge of it or at least government uh, by definition just isn't up to this task of creating this pretty complicated thing.
1: Yes, there were. Um, let's not say predictions of doom, but there were warnings that this was uh, unlikely to succeed, that it was that this that projects of this scale and complexity, um, technical projects in particular, are not the government's forte. And uh, it was always really interesting to watch the administration defend uh, defend this project. For the last year, um, up until October first, they have been incredibly firm um, they were they were just uh, ultra clear that they were on track and on schedule, and that they had all of this under control and they said this in sworn testimony in front of Congress. they said this in advertisements you know that they posted online. They said this in every possible forum. it came from all over the administration promises that we are on time and on schedule. But what was interesting was that despite all of these insurances, they never actually showed you the product and this was the thing that was always missing and it was was always uh, a big question was what do they actually have ready? What are they actually doing? You never got to see the tour of their awesome website that they said they were building that you would have expected them to, to be showing people. There was never a preview of a working product and that it turns out is because there never
0: was a working product to preview. The Washington Post recently reported that uh, there is now a target, uh, if I understand correctly, it's 80% of people uh, who use the website will be able to enroll on the website. And that's – as you point out, that's the first time we've had like a concrete metric of Success.
1: It's not just the first time that we have had a concrete metric of success. It is the first time that the people building the website have had any internal metric, any target that they are uh, trying to hit. Prior to this, it was just, well, we want to create something that works. But they've never had any kind of standardized definition of here is what works. But there's a problem with this metric. Um, one, is, well, There's a couple of problems I should say. One problem is that it's really hard to judge from the outside. So say you get a situation where a bunch of people uh, can't get through. You get a bunch of anecdotal reports about people who can't get through the website still even after they say, well, we've gotten to this 80 percent level. We've hit it. How do you know if they – how do you know if they have? Um, If you've got a whole – if you've still – like 20 percent of people not getting through is a big enough number that when you're talking about millions of of people potentially enrolling, it's going to be very hard to judge um, whether or not they've actually hit that metric from the outside. And uh, they've been, as I said, so secretive about Hiding uh, data and hiding uh, what it is that they're actually doing that it's going to be very difficult to get any kind of internal numbers that prove that. The other problem with this is that they're only talking about the user end. And we know that the user end is not the only thing – the only part of the website that has big problems. The insurer end – also has huge problems with data transmission. And so the data that the insurers are getting um, is wrong in many cases. And uh, they're getting duplicate copies of things. They're getting um, uh, information that is simply incorrect. And so you may end up in a situation in which people can get through the enrollment, but the insurers are not getting correct enrollment data. And it may even be that uh, we don't find this out until January or February or March when people start trying to use their insurance and find out that they're not in the plan they thought they were in, that their premiums are not what they thought they were, that they aren't signed up for any plan at all, perhaps.
0: Peter Suderman is a senior editor at Reason Magazine. You can learn more about the problems of further federalizing health care at our website, cato.org.